Welcome to the Power Press Podcast. My name is Mackenzie Bennett, and I'm your host. On this podcast, we share information to empower your podcast. Just want to welcome Todd Cochran, our CEO. He is my guest today. Exciting to be here. Good morning, or whatever time it is. Mackenzie, it's m- hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Awake and live and ready to go. Yes. Thank you for waking up at the crack of dawn to record with me. You know, it's... Uh, <laughs> You know, it's a, you, you were just asked me before we started the show, how do you get up at 4.30 in the morning and you just set the alarm clock and get up? It's my normal time. It's bizarre. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's bizarre, but you do it. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about getting started as a podcaster yeah. and some of those questions that you have, some that feel dumb, some that are not dumb. So kind of a spectrum of that. And then we have... a news article about a new app for podcasting to talk about as well. Oh, awesome. Although I think we've got uh, some stuff we're working on, aren't we, that we've um, been playing around with lately. We're going to hopefully be releasing soon. I, if people are watching our Twitter and Facebook and YouTube pages, they might actually kind of see what uh, we've got coming, although we're working some bugs out. But Uh, We got some stuff coming from social, don't we? Yes. We've been in testing, at least I've been testing for about two weeks now for some social media posting capabilities that Blueberry will be releasing, hopefully, in the very near future. Um, Actually, just this morning, Mike found a bug with the Twitter one, so now we're working on patching that up, but we are very excited about getting out releases for Twitter and Facebook and YouTube, and hopefully after that, other ones as well, that will make it easy to share your podcast on those social networks. It's going to be really exciting for our customers to be able to do this, and um, it's uh, long overdue, and it was something that was on our priority list to get done this year, and mm-hmm. I think we're I, I think we're going to make it. So the initial release of it will be within the actual podcasters dashboard on blueberry.com but ultimately it will be um, when then I think I hope on um, the next release of PowerPress will have be able to do it right in PowerPress when you're publishing your show you just have to do a couple of check boxes and at least that's I, I I've told Angelo <laughs> to make, it the, make it the easy button yeah <laughs> so you know, when they hit publish, it just kind of like automatically happens. That they don't have to dig around for it somewhere and, you know, look for it in PowerPress. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're, we're kind of approaching it a little bit differently. We'll see how the uh, community reacts to our implementation. But we have some method behind the madness. And we'll talk about that once, the, uh, once we're ready to announce. But I think uh, it goes in with our model of still about promoting people's own websites in there. And uh, I think the approach we're having will will do that, will allow people to build their, continue to build their brand, their IP. And uh, even though Twitter and, and Facebook and, you know, are all and YouTube are great social places to share content, um, some of them are not as well equipped to consume as others. So yeah, we'll, we'll kind of get there when we, when we announce. But I'm really excited about being very, very close here and actually seeing it work and, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's exciting stuff. Yeah, each each platform is different in how they 
you know, have audio put on them. Uh-huh. So we've tried to make it the same or at least similar across across the board for posting right. these. Um, uh-huh. So that definitely ties into what we've decided to do. So I think it'll work out for the best. And, but who knows? We just got to wait and see, you know, how people respond to it. And depending on what people say, we will respond accordingly and mm-hmm. try to make it what people want it to be. Yep. I'm really looking forward to it. Yep. And we're even having a little clarification conversation as we <laughs> as we record this today in Slack. I have to close that. So I <laughs> Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, there's some confusion on one thing, but it's okay. You know, easy to fix, I think. Yeah. Well, let's uh you know, one thing, Mackenzie, that I've been seeing and I've been answering a lot, um, we've got a lot of new podcasters that are onboarding um, into the space. Mm-hmm. And if you're an existing podcaster, that you know, some of this, uh, this stuff I hope that you've already done and already considered before starting your show. But I, I, I think it's, it's, it would be a good time, you know, based on this, uh, uh, based on what I've been seeing, you know, come up in different forums. Uh, to talk about, but before I, I you know, I kind of go into this a little bit with you is uh, a reminder, everyone, that uh, starting really about the day after Christmas through about the middle of January, um, this is not the time to have your show on vacation. Uh, this is the time to have uh, content being published on a regular schedule because it's the number one onboarding time for new listeners because they're getting all these new devices. They're sitting at uh, they, home, and they and they're and they've got time off. They're you know they're chilling, so they want to consume some content. And this may be the time. Well, it is the time that mm-hmm. they um, explore and find the new stuff. You know what I mean? And or, or something new to listen to. And also, if you think about January first, and everyone's into uh, losing weight and you know whatever else New Year resolution they make, but they also clean up their podcast subscriptions. It's kind of like, okay, let me look at this and see what I'm going to keep and what I'm going to discard and what's new. So uh, that uh, you know, two, three-week period around the Christmas holiday, keep on cranking. Don't, don't slow down. Give them reason to keep your podcast. Yeah, and give people a reason to subscribe. You yes. Know, you, 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 know, you can't have an episode that's three weeks old in the directory when someone is uh, just looking to, uh, to subscribe. But, mm-hmm. you know, when I, when I was getting ready to start my podcast way back in 2004, um, you know, I really didn't put a lot of thought into the show. I just started. I, I, and, and really what happened to me is I learned this by kind of uh, trial by fire. There was no, there was no masterminds. There was no, instructions there i mean really there was nothing out there from a a guideline so you know as i wrote my first book on podcasting i really looked at this in detail and i really come up with a a short list of easy things these are easy things a brand new podcaster or an existing podcaster uh, should do or or should have done or or can do but you know one thing that you have to come up with and you know, get excited about doing a show. There's obviously something in the back of your mind that you want to talk about, 
but you need to have a sustainable show topic. So, you know, my tech show, I, there's fresh stuff every day. And mm-hmm. Mackenzie doing this show, you've always got people to talk to and new stuff going on in the space. So there's always something that you can talk about with your topic. Mm-hmm. So technically, you've got a sustainable show topic. And the sustainability really needs to be looked at, not from a 30, 60, or 90-day period, but you got to think out, can I sustain this show for two years or this topic for two years on a weekly basis? Is there enough content? If there's enough stuff going on in the whatever category space you're talking about that is going to not cause your show to fail because you run out of stuff to talk about. And not only that, but do you care enough to talk about it every week for two years? Right. You know, I was a geek and I loved tech. I was always on the news sites. I was on Slashdot. You know, at that time I was, and there was no tech meme, but I was, you know, everywhere absorbing all the new stuff that was coming out. And this was prior iPhone. This was still when we were on flip phones and, you know, but it was, everything was moving rapidly. So there was a, you know, for me, it was like, wow, wow, wow. And I always had an opinion on everything, and I still do. So that show topic sustainability is, is just probably critical number one. A lot of people have these formulas for you to, to really follow. And I, I'm, I'm not a formula person. I, I think each person has to come up with the, their own way, really, of, of executing. Um, if you need to follow a formula, great. But take what you need and... and and throw away the rest that maybe not, you know, sets well with you. But about the topics of the show, you know, the show flow, and I, and it's kind of a weird way to call it that way, um, or itinerary. And it sounds almost too formal, but really the itinerary of the show, you need to lay that out. And basically, I I I did that by default when I recorded my first show and didn't have a clue. Um, I came up with my show flow just by doing it, and it pretty much locked itself, you know, in uh, from the beginning. And what I'm talking about is introducing your show, telling people hi, basically saying hello to new listeners, encouraging new listeners to subscribe. It's the stack of things that you talk about in order mm-hmm. before you get to the meat of your content. And what you'll find is that regular listeners, now for my show, I spend the first 10 minutes kind of talking about me and my family. And so the beginning of the show has that first four, five, six, seven items that I bing, 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 right down the list. But then there's a little bit of Todd time with the, with the Ohana, I call my family, or my audience Ohana, Ohana in Hawaiian means family. And spend some time with them and then I get into the actual show content. So that, that length of time can vary a little bit, but if you're not gibgabbing about you or, you know, doing a prelude to jumping into your content, then you, what people will become accustomed to is just like your publishing schedule, they will be accustomed to where the content starts. So maybe new people will actually fast forward through to the to the actual content to say, oh, I know that he or she starts at about four minutes. Let me let me skip ahead. Mm-hmm. But I think the important thing here is if you 
set this show flow up and follow it, what people will do is they'll know that you make announcements about two minutes in. So they may not skip. So you just can't throw a segment in out of sequence. So you have to have that show flow down. And I have a general rule of thumb. If I want to change my sequence up, um, I only change one thing. And then I let it go for 30, 60 days before I change back or uh, rearrange something else. Because uh, you're going to find that by in your first 50 shows or so, as you're finding yourself, and you're finding your voice on the microphone, you're going to find what flows the best and you're going to want to tweak a little bit here and there. So that, uh, that show flow is really critical in, in keeping your audience kind of on this battle rhythm. With the battle rhythm, with that being said, at the same time, you have to decide and talk with your significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, whatever it may be. You need to talk to them about your publishing schedule. Yes. I it, wholeheartedly it, agree. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, so Mackenzie, you do this recording every Thursday mm-hmm. around the same time. Yep. You have a post process on this and you know when it's going to be released. Mm-hmm. So as a, and w- what happens is, is the folks that are listening to this show know that this show comes out every other every other week on Thursday, and they build the show into their lives. Now, we're on the edge. We do this show every two weeks. Mm-hmm. That's the longest you should ever go, right. ever, ever, ever go between recording a podcast. And it's optimal, more optimal to record every week. Sometimes you won't be able to do that, but what happens is, is for example, for me, I, I, I release uh, my tech show every two, twice a week, Monday and Thursday. And people build their lives around your schedule. Well, let's, let's not say that they change their lives, but what they do is they know they're going to listen to the Power Press podcast Friday morning on the treadmill mm-hmm. or Friday morning in the car or Saturday while mowing the lawn. It's, they they built you into a time slot. Right. So that that consistency of publishing and releasing um, is critical. My audience knows that my show will be available by 4 a.m. Eastern time, Friday, uh, Tuesday and Friday mornings. So that that's part of the, you know, the stack. And really the last three items are probably just as critical as anything else. So you got to show topic. You have a show name. You should do some searching around and see if someone's using the same name on iTunes, whether or not they're still podcasting or not. Make sure you're not going to get into a trademark violation and get someone mad at you. So that show name, um, once you've got that kind of figured out, um, you need to try to find a domain for it. So buying a domain today is going uh, to be challenging when it comes to .coms because there's just... You know, every one of them has been bought. Right. You got guys like me that have bought 300, really only use about 10. Right. Like people squat with them. They don't want to give them up until they get their big payday. Right. And if you find a domain that's um, being squatted on and it's not like some four-letter domain name, Mm -hmm. 
you know, you might actually be able to buy that at a reasonable amount. People are going to come back to you and say, oh, I want Mm $2,000. And if you give them a fair and reasonable price for the domain, you know, 150, 200, 250 bucks, you, you may have a better chance of getting the domain you want if someone's squatting on it. You know, don't, you know, don't lowball them because they're just going to ignore you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also don't overpay. Pay something reasonable. You're making an investment here, really, not only in your show, but you're making an investment in making sure Google can find you um, when you're starting to build this show around a topic. So don't be afraid to spend a little money to buy a domain. Now, if if you can't get the domain, it's not available. Then there are now about 100 new top-level domains. And there's even a .show um, new domain extension or TLD that you can mm-hmm. buy that uh, you know is an alternative to a .com, but maybe something that you can uh, pick up and make it work for you if you're brand new. I think they even just released .blog. Yeah. They did, yeah. and um, it, here's the funny thing. The dot blogs, they re, I think actually uh, Automatic was the company that became the domain register for that, and so some of the, like I tried to buy podcast.blog, and they mm-hmm. wanted like 2300 bucks <laughs> for it. So they had reserved that as a premium name, mm-hmm. but I went and bought geeknews.blog, and it was like uh, $24 or something like right. that. So it, was, it wasn't ridiculous. But you will pay more for some of these new top-level domains. And then, of course, you need a site. So that means um, you know, having a, a WordPress site and hopefully using PowerPress. Mm-hmm. But you, you really have to, and this is, you know, a lot of the younger folks are going to say, no, I don't need this. But you need a, uh, a landing spot. You need some, somewhere to send people that is not some weird location like, something.com dot something forward slash something that is you need to send them to uh, myshow.com that's that's where you need to send them right you know otherwise they're just not gonna gonna get there but i think last thing that you really need to do in planning is to talk and really consider provisions around a a co-host you know i do solo shows the only well i the new media show i do with rob greenley every saturday at newmediashow.com we um we had been doing a, a show together before we switched it to the new media show. So Rob and I had a long history. We were both committed to doing the show. I wasn't really worried about setting up a, a big legal consideration mm-hmm. uh, with Rob. You know, the show really, if, if either him and I are quit, we kind of know that the show will just kind of go away. But that's, you know, we're both in the space. And I think while we're both active in podcasting, I don't think the show's going to go anywhere. But if you're if you're going to work with a co-host. Um, I, this is the way I put it. Co-hosts come and go. <laughs> but can the show survive without your co-host? And what legal considerations do you need to think about in having a co-host? So, you know, I, at some point, and maybe not, maybe your co-host will be there with you, you know, to the end. Or maybe you're the one that will decide to quit. But, if you have a viable show or one person of this party of two that doesn't want to stop, you need to have some legal provisions on what happens when this new show you've started um, has a co-host apart. So, you know, that doesn't necessarily need to be in a, like an official legal document, but I think you have to write 
approach this a little bit as a business with a co-host and just kind of write up a, you know, multi-point paper of what you agree to that's going to happen. And then you can just sign it. You don't have to go have a lawyer legalize it, notarize it, unless you think you need to. Um, you know, what happens with the, when you start the show, you build it for two years and the co-host says, I'm out. And by the way, you can't continue without me. You know, that's not what you want to happen. If it means that there's going to be a buyout clause, if the, the show's making money, or if the person gives up the rights completely of the show, all this stuff needs to kind of be talked through uh, with your co-host so that you can remain friends after one walks away. I like the um, the model that if you if you leave, you lose. Mm-hmm. So, in, in essence, if um, if the person that leaves gives up the right to the show, the domain, the website, when it comes to money, that might be a different situation. Maybe uh, they've helped contribute to building the site, maintaining, and have invested money. That, yeah, then maybe there might have to be a a small a payout of some sort. But you have to figure out what that's what those terms are going to be going into a show without having really kind of talked that through and written that down with a co-host. Um, you will find yourself and shows have found themselves basically having to to shut down because one host says, "I'm leaving. This is a, a joint venture. I don't want the show to continue with someone else filling my spot." you have to stop. So, you know, you, you don't want to be in that position. So, uh, again, co-hosts come and go, and the show survive out the co-host, and uh, write that down to some legal considerations. Right. It's safer to get it written down to take out some of the risk or control some of the risk that can happen when you're doing this you know, with a friend or a co-host or whatever it is. Yeah. And, you know, and it's just, it, it just, you know, it's just like going into business together. You know, you're really what you're doing. And, mm-hmm. you you know, you're having this intimate conversation with this person every week. And uh, things change in people's lives. You know, they get married, they have a baby, they get a new job. Uh, they move. And all, you know, they, they what? They move. Yeah, they move. Mm-hmm. And, all of a, and all of a sudden, you know, what became your your Thursday night hangout, you know, with your co-host, all of a sudden the uh, co-host is not there. So I think that is um, big and a lot of shows are doing co-host stuff. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm, um, you know, that's really, and, and you know, and finally, <laughs> record, just pop on the <laughs> mic and get going. Uh, you know, I know people that have been planning their show for two years. That That doesn't work. I know. You, you just got to go because, and it's not going to sound perfect. You're not going to find your voice for the first 50 shows. I think, right, Mackenzie, do you think you're starting to find your voice? Yeah, I think I do. Actually, the, earlier this week, I was just thinking of how more relaxed I am about the entire thing. Because before, yeah. it would be, you know, a little anxious before doing all of this. And now I just... Much more and, relaxed about it. And it, and it doesn't, it, it also helps that we fix some hardware issues you are having. We got rid of that piece of crap laptop and put a desktop in there that is actually, you know, works. That has 
100% helped ease any anxiety that I had about this before. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I got there the last time visiting and, you know, I kind of, un, you know, I, I had bought all the equipment and sent it. And then Angela had said, well, we got this laptop we can use for recording. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just assumed. And then I got there and I saw what was going on. I said, you know, the heck with this. And we went to down to a local uh, computer store and, you know, picked up a, and it wasn't expensive, like mm-hmm. a, a $400 desktop and and the reason we I like using desktop folks I, mean, I know many of you record on laptops but uh, laptops uh, power supplies have a tendency to cause a hum so uh, when you have a power supply inside a desktop that's less uh, likely that that's going to happen it still can you need still need some isolation but uh, essentially we just we needed to fix things and we did and you know we're a podcasting company for God's sake we should have a a good recording, right? Yes, it drove me insane each episode when, you know, if something didn't go right, Mike said, oh, it's okay. Like, I'll help you figure it out. And I just would say, like, we're a podcasting don't... company. How is this not working? <laughs> and you didn't want it to figure. You just wanted to hit, hit record, get done, do your thing with the show and be done. You yes. Know? It's like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So lesson learned for us too. So and maybe it's a lesson learned for podcasters. You know, you don't always have to go completely you know, this is something you're going to do, um, you know, invest in some, you may not invest immediately, but, you know, invest in some tools that makes your life easier to uh, mm-hmm. to record the show. Well, it very much fell into the idea of, you know, you wanted me to do this podcast because I was going to be a new podcaster and show like the struggles and the issues that you deal with mm-hmm. and everything. And well, we definitely did that. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely hit that point home. Yeah, I, I I agree. So I kind of preluded your your stack because your your podcaster chronicles segment is now messed up. Yeah, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> and well, I I already kind of talked about it. I was thinking my podcasting chronicle is a couple of weeks ago. You know, in November, I reached out to a bunch of people about being on the show, and I've been in talks with all of them, and we've got. A couple scheduled for January and got one for the end of the month. But, you know, I was hoping to get some for early December and it just didn't work out and I didn't really fret over it. I just kind of said, okay, well, I'm not going to like scramble and try to get someone I already know or, you know, try to get some new person and put too much time into it. And I just said, I'll figure it out. And then, you know, you asked me who was going to be my guest. And I just said I was going to do it myself and, you know, just talk about a bunch of news. And you jumped in for me. So wow. it worked out. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Speaking of news, what's in the news? Um, so last time I was talking to uh, Barry about another editing software. And this week we found something that is kind of similar uh, it's called Bumpers.fm, and it's a new podcasting app. Mm. And it's to make recording a podcast easy, and specifically the editing and publishing easy as well. It was, so this is an, an iOS app? I don't know. I don't think it really said what it's available on. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling it's on iOS currently. Uh, it does says Bumpers is an iOS app that allows you to record, edit, and share podcasts using only the smartphone in your pocket. So it's kind of a yeah, 
it's just all one. You can just basically talk into your phone and publish your show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a little bit uh, scary that you would just like, I, yeah. Well, hmm. I, uh, reading this article, I just kind of thought, where is it technically hosted then? It looks like it's hosted on bumpers.fm. Yeah, but like how, who's, it's free. <laughs> well, that, uh, you know, free is always good for some folks. Yeah, it is. But what is the, okay, so when, whenever whenever there's something free, my right eyebrow twitches because I'm like, okay, what's their business model? How do they sustain and keep this online if they're offering exactly something for free? Uh, all it takes is like one mega person to come on and do a show and link to it. And then all of a sudden their bandwidth bills, uh, $25,000. And how so, do they pay that when no one pays for this app? Yeah. But, uh, they said they're creating a platform to make a difficult task sometimes that could be easily done on a smartphone. Mm-hmm. It says, I tried to make a podcast with a friend and was blown away with how difficult it was. We spent so much time editing with the mechanics of learning Pro Tools and editing audio, which was frustrating. So we ended up not doing it. That's my philosophy. I don't edit. I cut the ends of the shows and I'm done. This you know, one like breaks breaks things up for you. It kind of like picks out the stuff. It's like if you mm-hmm. have a coughing fit, you can pick that up and just get rid of it, or you can you know take out the first couple minutes where you're talking to someone and don't want that in. So this, yeah, kind of goes along with your philosophy. It's, it makes it super easy. So, Yeah, and I think the key here really, you know, it, it, it's, it's about time and light. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, I sit down and I record the show and I, I want to get in and I want to get out because I'm doing this twice a week. It's already a three to four hour process for me to record a show because of my planning and everything else. And I do video. So I didn't want to spend gobs of hours recording each segment I didn't or each part of my podcast I didn't have to go through and pick out the coughs and ums and huzz those are all those are all natively in my podcast it's just there mm-hmm. but I, I think what happens though Mackenzie is and not necessarily specifically for this app but if you are not editing your show if you're actually recording it in one take and then just, you know, cutting the ends from getting it right to the start and getting it right at the end and then making your MP3, what you end up having to do as a podcaster is be better. It forces you to think and to plan and to choose your words wisely. And if you're interviewing someone, have questions. It, it, it's so you don't stumble and have to edit. That's very true. So piss poor planning. <laughs> <laughs> it makes for piss poor podcasts. <laughs> that it does. <laughs> that it does. Now, I know some people, based on the format of their show, are not going to be able to not edit and you know not break up some okay. of the things. But that really is true regardless of your editing style. The more you prepare, the better your podcast is going to be. Right. And my preparation this morning was... Uh, 60 seconds of writing down five topics. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I didn't necessarily prepare, but I also live this stuff every day. I can, I can just talk to it. You mm-hmm. know? So that as, does as make it easy. Already. It makes it easier when I, you know, find podcasting articles to talk about is mm-hmm. that I want to be sure of what the article says, but I don't really have to 
think about too much of what my opinion is on it. Right. Because my opinion just kind of comes out after working with you guys for this long that I do have a good amount of knowledge about the podcasting industry. So that helps. It, did did we, uh, and I think we kind of, uh, well, for better word, we molded you right into our, our mindset. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> we programmed you. Yeah. Yeah, funny. Well, you know, that's really all I've got for you today. I, I just um, I, you know, appreciate you having me on and taking some time to chit-chat about this. Yeah. And, um, well, thanks for coming on, too. Yeah, and, and if, uh, if, you know, for everyone else that's out there, uh, you know, definitely check out uh, the new media show that I do with Rob Greenlee at newmediashow.com. And if, uh, if you don't listen to the show and you're, you're a customer of ours or not, you know, consider uh, giving yourself a Christmas present and making the you know, being able to post, upload, and publish and, and speed up your podcast publishing process by coming over and hosting with us will migrate you for free. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, I want to wish everyone a happy holidays and have a Merry Christmas and uh, I guess a joyful new year if I don't talk to you. And I know that's a little early to say that, but I don't know if I'm going to be uh, back on the show. Yeah. Before <laughs> you got to get so, it in now. Yeah. So now it's time to, to head out on my end. But everyone, thanks. Uh, We'll see you next time. And of course, you can reach me at CEO at or Todd at Blueberry.com. That's probably the easiest one. Yeah, I think so. All right. All right. Thanks, thanks, everyone, for listening. And thanks, Todd, for being on.